Hey friends, welcome to the Vertical Relationship Show. If you are ready to heal God's way through God's word, you desire to have healthier, loving, and thriving relationship with yourself, others, and most importantly, Jesus, then it's by no accident you're here because there are only divine connections in God's kingdom. Hey, I'm Malia Diana, international best-selling author, certified Christian counselor, trainer, coach, and podcaster. <laughs> yes, I'm all faith-based. I believe a vertical relationship with Jesus changes everything. This is about a personal relationship, a vertical one, not a religion. I'm authentic, real, honest, and there is no fluff here because I desire for you to have permanent healing for that wounded soul, not just temporary band-aids that don't last. Hey, God wants you to have a well-rounded and balanced life. So grab your coffee, your Bible, or just kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Vertical Relationship Show with me, your host, Malia. Okay, we're going to talk about marriage today. Okay, y'all, listen, your spouse is not your enemy, <laughs> but the enemy is going to make you think that <laughs> because guess what? We are all broken individuals just looking for healing. Y'all, we know that vertical relationship, Jesus is our healer. We have to be looking to him first and foremost. This is the epitome of Vertical Relationship Show, Vertical Relationship Ministries, my book, Vertical Relationship, Four Steps to Salvation and Getting Right with God. And with that being said, I would love to read you a book testimony that I received. Mike says, reading this book has inspired, motivated, and helped me in everyday struggle and striving to be a good Christian man living in a very chaotic world. It has helped me in my new relationship with my girlfriend. Highly recommend to anyone regardless of faith. Y'all go grab your copy. Okay, it is on Amazon, Kindle. I have signed copies on my website, leahdiana.com books. Go grab one, okay? <laughs> okay, y'all, marriage is not about self. Newsflash, right? <laughs> We think it is about ourselves. When two people unite, we learn, we help each other learn and improve our character. This is why sometimes a lot of opposites attract. The covenant that you're sharing with this person, okay, does not mean you change them. It means they change with God, okay? We could want beautiful things. We could want our partner to change in many, many areas. We should want that from our partner. We should always want to be striving to be better for not only ourselves, our relationships, but for our partner too. It starts in the home. It starts in the home. So if your home is a hot mess, everything else kind of chaotic. We shape each other. Mostly y'all, we run away from each other when things don't go our way. You don't think it's crossed my mind? It is pretty normal when you fight constantly or you're in that. We have to remember that we're not fighting our husband. We're not fighting our wife. We are fighting the demons, the unclean spirits, the evil spirits that are operating within them, okay? And it took me a long time to understand that. And now I could look at my husband and see, okay, there's there's something maybe even operating. He'll struggle with the Jezebel. You're struggling with pornography. There's a lustful spirit there. Maybe there's a prideful spirit there. There's many different things that people need to get cleansed up with. Do not beat yourself up, but something needs to change. And you will have to step up before the enemy gets a hold of your godly union. You have to be determined to fight. Man, I could tell you so many times I've fought, okay? Here's the hard factor. We have to die to self. Now, my husband and I did a podcast episode a while ago. This is episode 20. 
about marriage struggles, the truth, misconceptions, and how to die to self in your marriage. Go check that out if you have not checked that out. Too many times people throw in the towel and give up. Why? We expect others to make us happy. They're relying on their own strength to change someone. Y'all know we are not the healers. God is. And I'm not saying y'all, if you are in a marriage and it is abusive, that is completely unbiblical. No form of abuse should be tolerated in a relationship. If a church or someone tries to make you stay in a situation where it is not healthy for you, it's not healthy for your kids, please be wise. You might have to separate. Please ask and seek wise, godly counsel about this because everybody's situation is drastically unique. We think we can do this in our own strength, but we cannot heal what we cannot see. People ask me for help and then they go back into their shell because they don't think maybe they deserve it. Y'all, this is the devil operating, thinking there's a reason God led you to me. But you have to take the next step. If you think your marriage is struggling, you know I'm here for you, okay? But you have to take that next step. You have to sometimes step out of that comfort zone, step out of the me, 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 and what could I do? I'm gonna be stronger to step up and be that person. Don't run to whatever you want those etching ears to hear. We must come to the vertical relationship first and foremost, and I say what God has to say about the situation. This means, lady, if he is putting his hands on you, if he's abusing you and hitting you, it is not tolerated. You must get out of the situation to be determined to want more for yourself. Know your identity in Christ. Forgive yourself. Find shelter, a local church, and godly counsel to help navigate you. Man, there's going to be some deep soul wounds that you're going to have to work on. Going to have to deal with those battered wounds. Otherwise, you will find yourself in another toxic relationship and repeat the same behavior patterns over and over again, and that is insanity. We have to work on our unforgiveness, our resentment, our bitterness, and this takes time. But the first step is to remove yourself from the toxic situation. And I'm not even saying uh, that uh, somebody that's beating you, which I don't even want to talk about that, y'all. But somebody that is just not doing what they're supposed to do, be doing in the relationship, if there's adultery, if they're stepping outside the marriage, you're going to have to sit down and figure out what is going on. Okay. Instead of just running off, listen, it is hard. This day and age, it is hard. There is so much lustful pleasures in our faces. It is all over the news. It's all over the media. It's billboards. It's everywhere you turn. It's lust. But your first step is to remove yourself from the toxic situation. This is something I had to do. This was my deal breaker relationship that catapulted me into doing everything I do. I had to get serious, y'all. I had to say, okay, what is going on with myself? What is going on within me that maybe I'm allowing this? Why is that okay? Is it okay to take back somebody um, maybe five times after they cheated on you or they go run to the bars and go flirt and go sleep around and then come back to you? No, that's not okay. That is not okay. That is for both for men and women. Many of you guys are not even in abusive relationships. You're just arguing a lot. Look, stop looking at your spouse as your enemy and build unity in your marriage. Most likely you're going to have to take a little step backwards and ask yourself what's going on. Why are you reacting that way? That is part of the healing process. Here's number one. Make sure there's no sin in your life. Sin destroys unity, not just between you and your spouse, but between you and God. Confess it. Eliminate it in your life. Many times we are blinded by our wounds and we must get another person's perspective. It's wise to get godly counsel. Hire a counselor. Hire a therapist. If you're constantly blaming each other, you sometimes need that third party to step in. And obviously that is always Jesus, right? But you're going to have to get another person that is really, really equipped to understand soul wounds and understand those things and maybe give you a different perspective Two, Don't compare yourself or your spouse to others. Okay, no couple is perfect and no person is perfect. Don't be deceived in believing the 
grass is greener on the other side. Maybe you only see in the public side, but you don't see the private struggles that people are going through. And I want to piggyback off that because y'all, I love my husband and uh, we have had many, many just demonic encounters. This is the enemy trying to rip our marriage apart because I know deep down inside that we were to be doing ministry together and it has not been easy. For years I've prayed in private and I'm just now seeing the fruit of that. You know, it's not a one and done. You have to keep persisting and keep pushing in your marriage. Three, focus on the positive and good in your spouse. Why did you guys fall in love? We all have faults. Sadly, it's human nature to hide our own faults, but point out other people's weaknesses. That's really not okay, right? Because when one finger is pointed towards that person, three is pointing back at you. God sees both of you and your spouse as valuable. Try looking at your spouse the same way. Look at it through God's lens, the positive things to focus on, the things to be grateful for. Okay, there is a reason why opposites attract. <laughs> Uh, four, pay attention to what you're saying and how you say it. Your tone sometimes is everything. Use your words to build up and not tear down. Your words are seeds that produce fruit. So we want to build up our godly union. We don't want to keep tearing each other down. Okay, that's exactly what the enemy wants. You know, you don't have to say things like, you never do this, or you're always doing this. Okay, that is pointing. You, you, you is pointing. Realize how much power your words have to build unity in your marriage instead of destroying it. Five, pray together. A couple that prays together stays together. If you've never prayed together or if it feels awkward at first, it's, it might be a little awkward at first, y'all. It doesn't have to be long, okay? Just grab each other's hands and start praying, okay? We do this a lot. My husband prays over me overnight. I remember when we were even first dating, we were long distance for a year before the Lord brought us together. We prayed. He prayed for me. We prayed on the phone every time we got off the phone with each other, okay? Y'all just try to pray together. It changes the whole atmosphere. Six, shift your perspective. Go on date nights. This is a great way to reconnect in the midst of pettiness. Surprise him and her. Do the hard thing and step up. This is a humbling attitude and walking in the way that Jesus would. And it's not a tiebreaker relationship. Say I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> Sometimes that's only the person just wants you to say I'm sorry. Admitting you are wrong is very important, but you need to express your sorrow over your hurt, your wrong behavior caused. You know, like saying something like I was wrong and I'm sorry I hurt you because of this, this, and this. By expressing your sorrow, you demonstrate empathy for your hurting spouse. You say I understand I hurt you and I'm sorry for that. The enemy's greatest goal is divide and conquer and too often we let the enemy into our marriage and we're looking at it through a worldly lens. Y'all, Ephesians 6, 12. We have to remember that we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are fighting against a spiritual battle. This is an unseen realm. You are not fighting a physical battle. You are fighting a spiritual battle and we have to keep reminding ourselves of that. I have to keep reminding myself of that. Ephesians 12, remind us that the enemy is not flesh and blood, but the rulers of the darkness of this world. You're gonna have to fight for your marriage, especially these days. It is under so much attack. We know that the ruler of the world is the devil. This is in John, y'all, and we just have to look at it in a different way. I hope these coping strategies have helped you. Even if you take one of them and use them this week, Take it, take it and use it and see if it shifts perspective. Okay, we're gonna pray now. Abba Father, I thank you so much for my listeners and that we know that the marriage is under attack, under demonic attacks of the enemy. Lord, we say no. We say no, that we are fighting a spiritual battle, that the enemy can't have our marriage. We're gonna 
stand in the gap, Lord. We're going to fight. We're going to pray. We're going to come to you for these. And you know, if that is seeking advice outside, then so be it. This is why you've made wonderful counselors. You've made wonderful therapists to help people that are lost and broken. Oh Lord, anybody that is struggling with trauma in their relationships, that they please get the help that they need so they can restore their broken marriage, come to union. And mostly Lord, they're looking at you for their source, that you need to be their number one. You are the tripart of that godly union. And don't let the enemy ever take that away. In Jesus name. Amen. Did you know with your help, we can spread the love of Jesus together? Real quick, if you found value, this resonated with you, or this helped you in any way, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a short review. Let's help further God's mission together. Yes, you can be a part of growing God's kingdom and helping lost souls too. Get to know more of my heart on MaliaDiana.com. May God bless your path, my friends. Thank you for listening. Blessings. Blessings.